Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where we geeks drink, discuss our lively topic of the week sometimes. Lively. And let you know what we think about stuff. Yes. I'm your host, Matt. I'm Adam. All right, folks, and welcome to this week's episode. Last week we discussed first-person shooters, um, and so this week we're going to stay on the on the game theme, and we're going to discuss another the video game, game topic. The game train. The train game. <laughs> we're Which, not talking about railroad <laughs> simulator. Oh, I thought we were talking about um, Ticket to Ride. Oh, that's a board game. That's a board game. I think they probably have video game out. Alright, they, they have Monopoly in the video game form, I'm sure they yeah. have this. So. Alright folks, but you know what time that is, or time it is, mm-hmm. it's time to talk about where to find us. You can follow, find, like, subscribe, comment, tweet, twoop, uh, whatever, smoke signal, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Send a raven. Send a raven, <laughs> send a carrier pigeon. Um, we are on all social media platforms, at Pod. That means Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, uh, TikTok, as well as LonelyLevelUpGirls.net. Yes. When you want to level up and you're at a very low level. (laughs) And you're a little lonely. (laughs) Go to (laughs) LevelUpLonelyGirls.net. All right, folks. Well, with that all out of the way, it's time to talk about our drink of the week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. Alright folks, this week we are going to do another local brew. We're doing Dry Docks Citrus Wheat. Yes, so I have not had this one. Here have I. And I saw it at the liquor store on my way through uh, down Santa Fe this afternoon and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's go ahead and get that. Yeah. So, Dry Dock, they're based out of where? Like, um, Aurora. Aurora, yeah. Yeah. They have two docks. East two. Dock and Central Dock. Yes, and we are a landlocked yes. state. <laughs> but, I mean, I've been a big fan of Dry Dock for many, many years. Oh, yeah. They're apricot blonde. That's what I think most people know them for. Delightful. <laughs> yes. I can drink that whenever. Not the apricot sour, but they had a different, like, Limited time sour they did at the brewery only back in 2012, 2013. Right. Really is what got me hooked on sours. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, this one's so this one's the citrus wheat, it's an ale brewed with uh, orange peel and other probably natural. similar to a blue moon, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and other natural flavors. It smells good though. All right, and it, it is a 5.2 percent. There you go. All right, well, cheers, cheers, brother. Yeah, it's kind of not as weedy as a blue moon is. Not as thick tasting. Yeah, I I would say this is a better blue moon. (laughs) Yes, I highly agree. Considering the fact I loved blue moon when I first was able to buy it. Yeah, you know their their whole story, right? Yeah. Uh, So yeah, brewed here in Colorado at Coors Field. 
at, our, at the uh, the baseball stadium. At, yeah, our local baseball stadium. They play baseball there apparently, but they're not very good. Yeah. And the only thing it's known for is having a rooftop bar that and that's usually where most people hang out. True. Well, some uh, of these other places around the world they have like a pool. I'm <laughs> like that's how you get BD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um or or uh I guess like the Atlanta Falcon Stadium, they have like a a bar that rings around the entire yeah. stadium. It's the hundred yard bar. And like the, and they have a Chick Fil A, which is funny because oh, Chick Fil A is not open on game days. Yeah, that's true. And then I think the Marlins, the backdrop is a uh, fish tank. Yeah, the, the ba- yeah, and it's like ballistic glass that way. <laughs> oh God! A rogue pitch doesn't kill a fish, even though it's cracked the glass a few times. Yeah, I mean, I'd be <laughs> I'd be freaked out as a fish. Yeah. Ah, there's a ball. I'd be very freaked out in general, just if I were a fish. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, with all that out of the way, it's time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, folks. This week, we've kind of alluded to it, but if you haven't figured it out, we are talking about RPG slash open world games. Yeah, we were. Yeah, they kind of are going hand in hand nowadays. So we were. We were just like, wait a minute, <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, and it, it was hard to differentiate. I mean, open world, you could easily just do its own topic, but RPG, you kind of have to touch on open world. Yeah, I mean, because it's... Unless you're doing Mario RPG, which is coming back out again. I heard that. In November. Think the, uh, like one of the original designers is back or something like that, yep. or developers is back for it. It's, so. it's a remake, not a remaster. So okay. It'll have the updated Mario... Graphics, the Chris Pratt Mario <laughs> with no butt. Hey, I'm Mario. <laughs> I still have not seen that movie yet. I have not either, even though it's like on HBO or something to watch at this point. Oh, it is now. I think okay, so. like I was waiting for it to just go to streaming because I was like, well, I'll check it out then. But my nephew really liked it, so. Oh, I guess it's not quite streaming. It's six bucks. Mm. I don't want to pay that money for... I don't want to rent it on Apple yet. Yeah. Because I think on Apple, like, they had it going for, like, $30. Yeah. And I was like, no. That was the the digital download purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I liked it that much, I would consider it. But even then, I'm waiting until it's, like, 19. Yeah. And especially, like, you got a kiddo. It'd probably be better to (laughs) wait for it to come to streaming. Yes. Yes, very much so. All right, folks. Well, now that we're talking about open world RPG, <laughs> everything games, else, everything else under the sun. Um, so, Adam, what was your first foray into RPG open world gaming? Ooh, so, I, I guess kind of my big first foray into role playing games um, had to be uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Mm, um, classic. When that, when that came out for the Xbox, it was. Uh, a masterpiece by Bioware, um, and a lot of people um, say sometimes, like, I mean, for me, I like the improvements in the second one, uh, which was developed by Obsidian, um, but, um, yeah, no, Knights of the Old Republic was kind of my first uh, big foray into that, and then um, then I got into... Um, 
the Elder Scrolls um, for Oblivion was, I guess, the the big jump for me. Where okay, um, and I to funny story with that one, I completely made a character that was so broken, like because <laughs> I just didn't understand what I was yeah. doing, so I had to stop restart the entire game and build a character that made more sense um but uh but yeah so i'd say those two were the big ones for me what about you matt so i think my and you're gonna laugh a little bit about this my first real true open world rpg-esque game was grand theft auto 3 yeah not so much the rpg i mean there's some rpg aspects because you do level up your character Mm mm-hmm um, but open world aspect that was yeah. really my first touch point into the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prior to that, it was you know your your Mario's, your, Sp- your Spyros, your Crash Bandicoots. Those kind of yeah. You know, even Metal Gear Solid. As much as it's a story driven game, it's definitely not until the fifth one was open world. Yeah, it was. That's when it got very linear, huge. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. You know, in, in talking about open world RPG games, you know, we we kind of alluded to it at the beginning. It seems like these genres have merged almost at this point. Yes. I mean, there are very few ones that I feel can kind of stand apart. Where it's like, I mean, you can have like your sort of looter shooter things like... Uh, like Ghost Recon Wildlands is kind of the newer one, uh, where it's like okay, you get better gear, but really your stats don't change. But nowadays, it's everything from like oh yeah, you can get better gear like in Borderlands or in Destiny, but you still have the ability to upgrade like stats yeah of your character, whether it be like a special <coughs> ability or anything like that so it's yeah they the two have definitely merged <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting how that just kind of occurred and we never really paid attention to the fact that that's how it's going now oh yeah it's i mean um i mean i'll it was my yeah, i'm gonna save it for my wreck of the week um but one of this these games that my uh, girlfriend and i really like playing is yeah it's big open world but yeah it still has those rpg elements to it so it was kind of like when we were discussing like trying to pick something out we were like oh yeah we could do open world or rpg and i was just like they're kind of becoming it is, i think same. it's really where you see it becoming the same is warcraft I, that might have been the start where yeah it's like, i think really because at that point world of warcraft and I've never got into it. Um, I, I, I discussed I because not. I'm not really a PC gamer. Yeah, well, I I just never. I was just. I tried to do some of those on uh, like the MMO RPGs, but never really. There's like one. Never clicked for I me. think I really played for a while there. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't really my thing. But I think that's kind of where you see these two genres become one in, in a sense. Yeah. Um, and now it's it's just it's common if it's open world it's almost going to have RPG elements and yeah um, you know we talk to we talk about it all the time you've got Assassin's Creed especially the past three are these massive uh, not online but massive 
maps. Yeah, open Play the story, like, you're huge, leisure, but you also have to level up. Yeah. Um, the past two Zelda games, both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, are yeah. go where you want to, figure out the story as you go, and level up as you go, or just go straight to the boss, whatever you prefer. Um, it's just astonishing, I think, a little bit, and how that's, yeah. and that's gone. Um, another open-world kind of game... I don't know, maybe loosely, Super Mario Galaxy or oh, Super yeah. Mario Odyssey, both those games, it's just like, yeah, you, there's some linear elements so we have to get X amount of stars and move to the next level, but you can just kind of go away where you want. Yeah, exactly. Like, Galaxy was, yeah, you had a Galaxy to explore, but Odyssey is like, I guess that, I think, to me, is like one of the few that's like an open world game without like RPG elements yeah. other than like oh yeah you do unlock like maybe some new abilities here and there but it's more yeah you're not increasing your health stats your stamina your yeah. your hit points your def- defense mm-hmm. you're just a Mario yeah <laughs> you just learn how to maybe get a new hat <laughs> you get a new hat you might be able to double jump further or wall jump um, yeah. so Adam what what do you feel in like in your opinion in, in terms of open world RPG gaming really drew you towards it? Well, I think just kind of the the freedom to do stuff, and I do like kind of building a character and then just kind of exploring. I mean, it's kind of the biggest draw for me is to just be like, hey, I can create a character and this character sometimes when I'm making when I'm in that character creator mode I sometimes make them look like a frog or like the most hideous person on the planet because <laughs> it's just funny to me um, and that's how I did with um, Mass Effect um, I totally made my character look hideous and found it hilarious when everyone was trying to sleep with me but um but I also, like, will do that with, like, Elder Scrolls Oblivion and Skyrim and Fallout. And I think Fallout 4, I, I do that a little less. But I just like the ability to create a character to spec them out the way I want. And yeah. tell, kind of, have a story that, almost in my head canon goes the way I want. Um, and it's like, I've been recently replaying uh, Fallout 4, which we, I mentioned in the previous um, episode. Um, and yeah, it's like, I have a whole headcanon for this character. And yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, he's this sneaky sniper and all that. And I really like kind of being able to put sort of a bit of myself or like what I want into the characters and then just being able to have that freedom of an open world the freedom to explore so what about you Matt? so I think for me open world gaming if I discuss this real quick briefly was the Grand Theft Auto when it went to the PS2 mm-hmm. with, with 3 and Vice City and, and I never played 10 Andreas um, god damn it CJ we were supposed to <laughs> well, so catch that funny train. story I, I bought <laughs> I bought San Andreas when it was, like, on sale, Blockbuster, and they were getting rid of all their extra copies or something. Yeah. And it would not 
it would glitch. The disc had like a defect in it where it wouldn't mm-hmm. let me get past like the second story of the game. Oh, really? And so after a certain point, I was like, oh, screw this shit. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of my first foray and 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 got me into open world gaming. Um, and I think really for RPGs, I really never really got into RPG gaming in terms of video games until probably recently with the Assassin's Creed changes, um, a little bit with Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, I just wasn't really into that aspect of it when I wanted to do RPG gaming. I actually played RPGs. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I remember you did like D and D, and we did D and D. Um, so before I met you in high school, I think it was our eighth, my eighth, ninth, and 10th grade year at the old building, mm-hmm. um, our social studies teacher ran an RPG group on oh, Thursdays, nice. and so we did, for a couple years, we did a, a fun role-playing game called All Flesh Must Be Eaten, and it was a zombie <laughs> RPG game. Um, and I we had the hell of a time with that, because I, I remember towards the end there, we were building like a zombie mobile that was just like a bus that was tricked out with spikes. And, mm-hmm. Anyway, and then we did play a lot of D&D, too. Um, but... Really, with the, with the advent of the merging of the two genres now, I think it's more of... I think it's easier for me to navigate because the initial RPG games for, for the consoles and PC, it was just too many choices, I think, for me. Yes. Um, you know, not only am I trying to figure out the story and, and, and go the way I want to go, but now I'm trying to think about stats and leveling up and yeah. classes of character. And for me, it's just like, okay, too much... If yeah. I want to have, if I want to pick a classic character, I'm going to go back to Call of Duty and pick if I'm going to be a medic, a support, you know. That's true, yeah. I mean, they do make it a little easier. I mean, back in the days of, like, KOTOR and all that, and even, like, the early Final Fantasies where it's like you almost had that invisible dice roll yeah. behind the scenes. and um, But nowadays it's like, yeah, you can just do whatever. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit... More in my style, especially, like, for example, the most recent three Assassin's Creed games. It's like, okay, I can level up. I want to be heavier in this stat, and as I get more points, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on these other stats mm-hmm. eventually. Or I can reclass it any time if I really need it. But yep. I'm not going to have to sit there and go, okay, I'm going to be a barbarian, and I'm not going to have a lot of ch- chance to get defense stats. Mm-hmm. Stealth stats. It's more like, oh, I can kind of build a well-rounded character. Yes. That tend to be attack-heavy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I uh, I guess I was going to uh, go into um, one of the games I really wanted to talk yeah. about was uh, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Um, in my opinion, I think one of the best open-world RPGs out there. Um, and uh, in... In the game, you kind of, you level, like, you gain your skills by doing, if that makes sense. So, you want to be sneaky. Sneak more. (laughs) If you want to be better at picking locks, pick more locks. Um, Whereas, like, other games like Fallout, where it's sort of, you level up by completing missions, and then you can pick what skills you want to improve in uh, the Elder Scrolls. It's always been do what you want to do. And so I've always tried to do um, like builds yeah. that are different. Like where it's like, oh, I want to try and be mage and do like a whole magic build. 
um, or be like a two-handed warrior with like two swords or whatever. But um, for some reason in Skyrim, when I figured out I could just be a sneaky assassin archer, <laughs> it just made more sense and actually led me to wanting to like learn in other games like Battlefield and Call of Duty how to become like a sniper even though that's like a really hard thing to do for some people. Yeah, oh god, I am the worst sniper. Um and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I just get I want to be too precise and I'm not Oh, I'm I'm in the reticle shoot. I'm just like wait, 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 wait. Oh crap. And then yeah. So it it that Skyrim came out in 2011 has had multiple re-releases. <laughs> yes. Um uh, they do have a uh, next-gen update for it. Um, it's called Skyrim 5. Give me your money. Skyrim 5. Hand it over. But um, <laughs> the nice thing about the next-gen update is, it, like, one, includes all the DLC, which is great. Um, includes their, what they call the Creation Club, um, which was kind of an official mod community, almost, where mm-hmm. it was like official like changes so it includes all that and then um but also supports um uh third party like mods so anyone can make a mod for it nowadays um on pc you get all access to all the mods um xbox and playstation it's a little bit more limited based on kind of i think it has something to do with like kind of internal like local storage but um and i think on playstation they don't allow licensed content so one of the funnier ones you can do for um skyrim is turn all the dragons into thomas the tank engine (laughs) um and then for fallout you can turn all the death claws into macho man randy savage but, uh, yeah, I don't believe PlayStation supports that because it's kind of licensed. Um, yeah, that, I, I wouldn't believe that'd be the case. Yeah, but it's still a ton of fun because, yeah, you can download, like, what they call, like, the unofficial patch um, where it was kind of like they improve upon a bunch of, like, kind of quality of life stuff. So if there was a glitch that Bethesda didn't fix and... Bethesda games have lots of glitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, we do, but <laughs> but they're fun. Yes. So, um, but yeah. So um, I just love the idea that you can really just make you can now just make this game like whatever you want. Like you can change character types, and in the Elder Scrolls, it you can play like different species. Okay. Um. Which is kind of unique. So if you were like, oh, I want to play as an orc. <laughs> but I could be a girl orc. Or I could be an Argonian lizard person. <laughs> so I could probably do a whole episode just... Like, I, I was actually thinking of if you ever decide to play Fallout 4, we should do an episode where I kind of maybe walk you through, like... <laughs> Like advice for new Fallout <laughs> players, but um, but yeah. So Skyrim, it's an amazing game, and like I said, there's a next gen update and um, just bunch of nice um, 
quality of life improvements, better graphics, all that, especially for a game that came out in 2011. <laughs> so, but uh, what what's a game uh, you want to talk about? So I think for me, just and we all know how much of an Assassin's Creed fan I am. Okay. I think the that would have been the obvious route to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't have a specific game in mind, except for you know, I'm still working through Breath of the Wild sequel, Tears of the Kingdom, just because I still have to pick that up. I, it's but I haven't gotten through Breath of the Wild yet. Oh yeah, you need to get through Breath of the Wild. So much <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom, double Even it. More. <laughs> no, double. I mean seriously, because there's an entire underworld and an entire overworld. Yeah, the overworld not. And there's a lot in it, but it's not as expansive as the underworld because the underworld's a mere version of the top down, top mm-hmm. world, or the normal world. Mm-hmm. Except where there's lakes, it's now an underground mountain you can't go past because it touches the ceiling, so it mm-hmm. creates walls and it creates areas you can't get to unless you go down a different way. Um, but the cool thing is, if you get all the underworld points of interest, I guess, kind of like the shrines were. Mm-hmm. You can mark it on the top world map, and that's where the shrines are on the top. Oh, okay. So now I've done the entire underworld. I'm like, oh, I know where all the shrines are. Right. Oh crap! This one's in the cave. Okay, this one I need to I need to do a quest for. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And I'm, my wife's like, well, I've got all four sages, and I'm ready to go take on Ganondorf if, if I want to. And I'm like, I'm like, thirty percent there because I'm just overpowered now. I've got thirty hearts. I've got three stamina wheels. Yeah. I've got the master sword. Still... I'm just kind of like. Let's... Is it still, like, the whole thing where, like, your weapons degrade over time? Yeah, and it's even better because none of the weapons are good to, at all because it, the story, they've, they've all been decayed. Mm-hmm. So now you're fusing items to them to make them better. So, like, all the boss, all the the goblin kind of guys and stuff, mm-hmm. they all have horns and stuff. When they die, you take their horns, you can add it to your weapon. It's like, oh, this one's worth plus eight or plus 25 to your weapon. or Okay. But they still degrade, like, yeah. over time. Mm-hmm. As Yeah, I know they did that with uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion and the previous Fallout, like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, where your weapon condition would degrade. Yeah. Um, which was frustrating, because the only way you could prepare it is to have the same weapon and or, like, a blacksmith hammer, but in, like, games like Skyrim, it's like, your weapon's condition can be improved... But it never degrades yeah. over time. But you can lose it. I, I think it's kind of an interesting <laughs> aspect that Zelda took with that because it's like, okay, I'm saving the good stuff for a big fight, but then it's important, like, all I have is good stuff now. And that's where I'm at now. It's like, I don't have any weapons that are below a 30. Yeah. Um, and some I have, like, a 98 or a 75. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'm really going to save you for for the hard fights. Yes. Um. So there's that aspect of it. The, the thing that frustrates me, and I guess it's because the way I played Breath of the Wild, my wife thought that was cheating, and I say that loosely, is you know how you had the bombs. You could just pull out of nowhere and you had unlimited bombs. Yeah. Well, this one you have to find bomb flowers, and they're scarce. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I only have 30, and I'm really scared to use one. Okay. Um, and that's how you make arrows. You just attach random fruit to have properties to them, and they shock damage, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But in Breath of the Wild, I was a person who stand on top of a mountain and just rain bombs down the hill until I kill everybody. I'm like, oh, let me go clean up the mess. Yeah. I was like, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, it is too. If you give me the ability to throw bombs from a long distance, <laughs> yes, I'm going to do it. And, and that is, I guess, another beautiful thing about open world RPGs. Is oh, there's so many ways to do everything. The ability to do what you want. <laughs> 
So well, so tears going back to tears of the kingdom. So the new mechanic is that you can build vehicles. Yes, and you have batteries, and you have to improve batteries, and so on and so forth. Uh, have you made an X Wing yet? No, I did build a monster <laughs> truck. Yay! Because this mission needed fifteen logs, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Well, I'm going to build a truck with a bed and a trailer." <laughs> I weighed this truck down so much I couldn't pick it up anymore, and I got it stuck on a bridge in High Center, and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so I just had to abandon oh, my truck I, and logs. I and... sent her a little too freaking hard. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Well, the bridge was this wide, and my truck was this wide. Yeah. So all my tires were off the off the bridge and in the water, just going. And I was like, "Well, I can pick it up." And I'm like, "That's too heavy." Should have made a boat. Yeah, and so I was just like, "Well, shit." Yeah, I'm gonna just go somewhere else and just carry a log at a time and mm-hmm. take forever, and I'm pissed now. Yeah, but um, so kind of going on into the MMO. ORPGs. Is there anyone you've dabbled with? Uh, I guess. Could we say Destiny as an MMORPG? A little bit. Because it does have some. It lends itself to that. Yeah, so the first Destiny I got um, back when they were like. uh, I was working at a mall and uh, the Microsoft store that was in the mall was having like a. 12 Days of Christmas special, and so I got Destiny brand new for 25 bucks. I was like, sweet! Um, <laughs> and uh, tried that out, and it was okay. I mean, I had more fun like playing with my friend Brian because um, it was like, oh, it's better to play with. Yeah, that kind of that game, especially. But uh, most of the time, we were just really drunk and. <laughs> acting silly while we were doing these raids. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, I mean, that that's probably the only one I really dabbled in. Okay. Um, and I, then I just, like, when they started coming out with, like, all the extra DLC, I didn't, I didn't get into... Yeah, I, I dabbled in Destiny for a little bit when it first came out. Just... It was a little clunky for me, I yeah. felt. Um... Which is weird because it's from Bungie, and Bungie makes like the one of the best first-person yeah. shooters. It just felt kind of clunky with the mechanics and, and the the mapping of the buttons. I played it for a while. I just never developed a deep interest for it, like some players have. And, yeah, you know, of Destiny Two and all the raids, and you know, listen. I've listened to some podcasts where people talk about, especially when the raids are coming out, they want to be the world's first to beat it, and yeah. you get all kinds of prizes from Bungie if you do. And I'm just like. It's a little much. Yeah, I, I haven't a little too much grinding for level ups and stuff. Yeah, for me. and I think that goes back to like the other MMORPGs like World of Warcraft, where it's kind of like grind, grind, grind. To I I grind to an as I can grind to an aspect just for because I want to get something really bad, but it's not like I need to get to this level so I can do this quest. I'm like, oh, if I get to it, I get to it. Yeah, but like for me, for the most part, it's like I don't have. Uh, a ton of friends that play online anymore, so... For me, I mean, online gaming is a novelty, and not in a bad way. It's more of a... And, you know, you talk about because you play a lot of Call of Duty still, and... Yeah, and those kind of games. I don't get on, like, Warzone, because I don't have, like, a a squad. (laughs) The squad. We're gonna have to do that one day, just me and you squad up, (laughs) do a duo... 
figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> and me just be like, woo! <laughs> I guess we could always try it out, and that could be a good one for our <laughs> Twitch debut. Some geeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I, I know people will laugh at me or, or criticize this, but I guess this is, we can say it's a hot take, is I do think online gaming's kind of become a novelty because, especially for the genre games I play, you yeah. know, Breath of the Wild, these open world, single player focused campaigns, I, there's no need for me to really ever be online unless it's like yep. I'm getting a DLC or it's saving to the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm automatically log- logged in, but... yeah. I can tell you probably the last time I logged in online and played with someone was Rocket League, and that was mm-hmm. over a year ago. Yeah, no, I with with Voldemort. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> he who shall not be named. Yes, um, but no, I uh, yeah, I was like, I have not. Yeah, unless it's Call of Duty, I don't play online. Yeah, anymore. It's well, I'm always online because of stuff, but I'm like, I just don't. I'm. I'm more of a fan of the single player, the story, like story driven stuff. Do you think that is? And I guess we're. I'll save this question for next week. Okay. Um, just because it'll be a good driver for our discussion. Um, so let me let me segue a little bit back on topic. Segways are weird. <laughs> you say, every time I say a segue, you were like, "That's weird." <laughs> it's a joke because I'm I'm actually referencing. The device segue. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, segues are weird. Why well, do you talk about the, the company and the, so, and the vehicle? Yeah. The thing that killed its owner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, when it comes to RPG slash open world games, is there a certain... I wouldn't say genre, because like you've said, you've played Fallout 4, and then... Skyrim. So you're kind of meaning like, is, it is there a certain kind fantasy of story, fantasy or, or dystopian? Yeah. Or is there yourself? something that drives you like, okay, this is gonna be a fun one just because uh, of the setting? Um, I mean, I tend to go for the fantasy stuff more, um, just because it's like, oh, I like because real life upsets him. Yes, <laughs> uh, but it's also like thing like when you think about it, like games like The Witcher. Yeah, it's a fantasy role playing. <laughs> Open, open world, world. yeah game um i like i mean i've a lot of people i guess if you've listened to the show you know that i uh i have experience with uh stage combat and sword fighting and martial arts and so gay that, porn and what <laughs> but, but the that aspect fascinates me but i also like the fact like for fallout 4 they improve like the gunplay mechanics because I've um, I've also have experience with firearms and so I was like oh I like the fact that I can like tweak my firearm and then you can get like a legendary weapon <laughs> that does like extra crazy damage um, like I have a sniper rifle that shoots exploding bullets <laughs> right now and then one I'm working on that will do plasma damage eventually um well it still does plasma damage but um but no i think i'm a little bit more drawn to the fantasy like the medieval fantasy okay uh what about you you know i think for me it 
it's just got something that's going to have a good story element to it. Okay. Um, I, I mean, we talked about it before with my my love of Assassin's Creed and Metal Gear Solid. It, it's the story for me that really drives me wanting to play the game. You know, the game should be fun and the mechanics should work, but at the same time, it's like, it can still be a little clunky, but if I enjoy the story, it's totally worth it for me. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, uh, did you ever play Bioshock? Yes. Okay. The first one. Yeah. Um, Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Bioshock Infinite, those are kind of a crazy RPG element to it, Um, but, like, has that, like, steampunk aspect which is unique but the biggest kicker yeah i agree is story like what what drives it <laughs> yeah because you're gonna have this massively beautiful open world game but if the story sucks yeah it doesn't really ever pull you in it'll keep wanting to level up and, yeah. and further the adventure yeah well that was kind of my problem with um did you ever play the borderland series yeah we talked about it a little bit last yeah. week i played one and two i never got into three yeah so one, the story was told just via like text blurbs and yeah, it like it wasn't very like they it, it wasn't very coherent yeah in the but, way they were trying to tell the story. It was all just sort of in the background, but where they bring in like for the second, third, and the pre sequel, um, it was much more of, like narrative driven um, events. Yeah. So I found I liked those better than finding a a note on the side of the road and it tells you a little bit and that was I guess my biggest problem with Destiny was the first one had like didn't have that story unless you like went into the like the grimoire yeah <laughs> and you you know you went to all these different plants and solar system but unless you were in the central hub and then you brought stuff back and it kind of yeah gave you a little more yeah so that, that through, was always my Peter Dinklage that was replaced later on <clears throat> by a different actor. Uh, Nolan North. Yep, there you go. Because <laughs> they couldn't get him to... for the DLCs to continue. Yeah, because it was hard to like scheduling conflicts, so they just were like, "Ah, we'll just have." He's Nolan a little North busy. <laughs> He's just a little busy. Just, just busy. Because <laughs> I think oh, that yeah. was that like <laughs> I didn't even think about that when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. but, um, but yeah, I think that was that like peak. Game of Thrones time. Game of too. Thrones. He was doing X Men, um, Days of Future Past. Yeah, that one was. Oh, that was like the last good X Men. Yeah, agreed. Yes, that's my hot take. It's like <laughs> X Men one and two, great. X Men three, garbage, dog shit. <laughs> X Men first. Uh, no, I guess first... the best, most recent X Men, if you want to call X Men, was Wolverine. Was Logan? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm saying the X. Yeah, mainstream main series. But Logan was a masterpiece. Um, I am curious, though. Um, I guess this is another thing. Maybe we'll save that for we'll the save next it for the next one. Um, <laughs> we can talk yeah. about X Men later. <laughs> so, Adam, is there anything coming out soon in terms of open world gaming that you're really looking forward to? Starfield. It looks so good. It's a Bethesda game, and yes, um, before everyone gets all up in my grill, it is going to be a Microsoft exclusive game because Microsoft recently did purchase Bethesda, and it looks like also they're going through with their Activision acquisition, but um, we'll save that for a different time, (laughs) but uh, Starfield looks 
amazing. Like, just, they're literally saying, like, you can see a planet up in the sky and get in your ship and fly to it. And so, just kind of is that whole freedom. Kind of what No Man's Sky attempted, and it did in some ways. No Man's Sky, the problem I had with that one, it was more like resource gathering. And yeah, and then you could go on and move on to other places. Yeah, so I, I got a little bored with that kind of quick. But um, Starfield looks like it's going to have like the the gunplay of Fallout with the RPG elements of a classic Bethesda game and then just a vast universe to explore. So that that would be my one. What about you? You know, I think the next big one I'm looking forward to... Um, so I'm not sure if it's going to be open world as much as the past few games have been, but Assassin's Creed Mirage comes out this fall. That looks actually kind of nice. Almost like it's going to be a little bit return to the roots of what the series was. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, there's really not too much on the horizon for me. It's kind yeah, of... I got... There's the new Fable. Oh, you know what? I take it back. The new Spider-Man. New Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. That, that's a an open Sony world. Sony exclusive. <laughs> yes, but that's okay. I, I have a Sony console as well. <laughs> we'll play that. <laughs> um, and I'm looking forward to that one because, you know, the first one was a great game. Oh, Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the Miles Morales game was good. I, I won't say it's great because for me it felt like just a really expensive DLC. Yeah, I, I it, yeah, I completely agree with that assessment. <laughs> Good, but, but it, it felt like it should have been a DLC. Yeah, I mean, it just was like more of the same. But yeah, let's like, learn his powers, but then you can do the same yeah, thing. Little little tweaks, but um, but still like still fun. Oh like, yeah, I mean, I I give the Spider Man game like in, Insomniac um, huge credit for that game. Like it was. The movement was... You felt like Spider-Man. And, I mean, I can't remember the last time. I think it was Spider-Man 1 and 2 when um, the Tobey Maguire movies were out. Like, when they had games that came out for that. And even then, they weren't great. Yeah, but, but I just yeah. loved the movement. You know and, like, need? feeling like you could swing around. And It wouldn't be an RPG, but we need a really good Superman game. Almost they've, in the style of Arkham Asylum. They've they've been trying for yes. a long time, and um, to those who are younger, um, Superman sixty four. Yeah, Superman sixty four was considered one of the worst games ever made, and it then, was awful. Um, I think they had a Superman Returns, Returns game. game that was, was pretty terrible as yeah. well. Um, it's just they can't seem to quite get it. It's hard because he's such an overpowered character to yeah. begin with. It'd be it'd, it'd be really hard to be like, oh, we're going to treat it like a Spider-Man where you learn your powers. and yeah. It's just going to be kind of like, here's the powers. Go find the story. Go. 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 <laughs> Shoot. Um, <laughs> unlike the Arkham games where it's just like, this is... You're learning the story. You're doing the groundwork. And also kind of like an, almost an RPG where you are leveling up Batman. You, you are getting yeah, your equipment. Unlock, you're unlocking new skills, new equipment. Um, that was a great series. Yeah, we should have been talking about that as well. I, for, I completely forgot about it. I had a few written down here, but I'm like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Arkham series, great. Check out the oh. Coheden Cambria song that they did for the second one. Oh, or just the third and final one with Mark Hamill's final joke performance. Oh. And, and I guess it... Technically, is no, Kevin Conley. He like, did a couple other off one offs here and there. Yeah, but, so Mark Hamill, but yeah, 
I mean, them two, them two together, it's just, <laughs> it's like a chef's kiss of video game acting. <laughs> All right. So, Adam, before we wrap this one up, um, give me one, I wouldn't call it unknown, but one game that was in this style, the MM, the RPG open world game that you really enjoyed, that you was kind of trashed on or kind of joked about. Uh, I mean, I will say one, the one that comes to mind and uh, is uh, the Hogwarts Legacy game, okay. because I think a lot of people were trashing on it because of uh, comments uh, made by J.K. Rowling, um, which she is completely incorrect, by the way. Like, we, we do not condone what J.K. Rowling says. Agreed. Um, I think... Uh, it she's just wrong and just should keep her mouth shut. Um, but yeah, that that one I'd say was one that got kind of trashed, but actually it was super fun. Like you felt like you were in this wizarding world, and it was awesome. So and okay, my girlfriend's replaying it right now. Probably um, she's having a great time. So I just say that's probably one that got kind of. Dragged a bit. Okay. Um, so, what about you, Matt? What I would do you got? say for me, one that wasn't, one that's not as popular as Farming Simulator 20. I'm kidding. <laughs> OnlyTractors.com. Only tra- no, that's a different <laughs> podcast sponsor. You know, I don't really think there's any that I would say fit that genre so much for me because I just kind of played the mainstream ones. That, mm-hmm. Unless I didn't know the, John, the, the story, I waited to see kind of what critics and, and other players thought yeah. about it. Um, I would say one that's kind of weird in terms of it is open world. It is kind of an RPG style game. It's called SnowRunner where you basically are leveling up your trucks, buying new trucks, and you're out in the wilderness four-wheeling it trying to bring logs and supplies to these towns that have had natural disasters. Kind of weird. Kind of fun. Okay. but Because um, I was going to like my... Another wreck I was going to do is the Forza Horizon series. Now, again, this is an Xbox exclusive game, but it's open world, and you do kind of have an RPG element by getting new cars and yeah, I could see that upgrading them. But it's like a whole open world, and they've had like one that was set here in Colorado, one that was in like Australia. Like they have them, like they're kind of set all over the world. Yeah, um, but it is like a huge open world. But it's kind of a racing game, but also kind of an RPG. So <laughs> funny to think of that way because um, definitely the Grand Christmas series has not been the open world part of it. Yes, and I mean if you for the Forza games, if you just do the Forza Motorsport, that's more like your yeah. traditional Gran Turismo, um, where it's like more racing on tracks, that sort of thing. But Horizon was the one where they were like. You drive around the world and then you find your race track. So it was. So that's kind of a fun one to throw in there. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into our wreck of the week. Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? 
Go ahead. Give us your geek rec this week. <clears throat> well, I, I kind of touched upon it already, but uh, Hogwarts Legacy, if you haven't tried it, it's it's a great one to uh, play, but uh, <laughs> I would be remiss if uh, I didn't do this. Uh, I just saw the Barbie movie. It's As... actually kind of good. <laughs> Are you a Barbie girl in I, a Barbie world? I feel like it, but um, it was actually really good. I laughed a lot, so check out the Barbie movie. Um, I know there, there's a lot of weird publicity going around now about it, and that sucks, but um, yeah, I, I just laughed a lot. It was funny. It was interesting. It kind of felt like uh, Elf to me, where okay. it's like... Sort of like that fish out of water story. And I totally, I didn't remember until like watching the movie. I'm like, oh my god, Will Ferrell's in this as well. Yeah, I saw him in the preview, so I kind of remember that. But I, I wasn't really paying attention to it. But um, but yeah, it's definitely like a fish out of water kind of story. And it, it was just fun. I mean, whether you're... Like, doesn't matter your sexual preference, gender identity, anything like that. It's just a fun little film. So, um, check it out. It's funny. All right. So, I would have to say, for me, I'm not even sure. I may have wrecked this. I may have not have. Um, wrecked him? Damn near yeah. killed him. <laughs> <laughs> On Disney Plus is, um, right now, is Secret Invasion. I don't think you have recommended that one. No, so I've been seeing some mixed reviews. I've actually enjoyed it because it's not about the Avengers. We're not introducing new characters into the MCU in terms of Avengers. We're not mm-hmm. like, oh, here's the next Iron Man or the next whatever it may be. Yeah. This is a Nick Fury story, which we really haven't had. Um, and it ties into the Marvel's future, the the, the movie, not the, not the MCU. Um, it ties... Backwards into Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, some pretty big spoilers are coming out, like, and they've done some uh, pretty good callbacks. So I'm not sure. It's it's a garbage of an MCU movie, but do you remember Thor two Dark World? Yes. You remember the giant frost beast creature that came through the portal, and at the end credits, it was just kind of running around London, and that was it. Mm-hmm. They reference it and show what's happened to it since okay. then, and it's like, oh. It's kind of like how Guardians had, like, the, whatever, the Dark Elves, like, at yeah. the Collector's, like, display. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, kind of interesting little callback to 2013 part of the MCU. Where the, uh, where they bring back, uh, Abomination in Shang-Chi and... And then again, She-Hulk. Yeah. I actually have, like, I haven't finished She-Hulk yet, but I enjoy it. I didn't. I, just, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. We're getting off topic. Oh, we're talking about Geek Rex. <laughs> All right, Adam, but before we wrap up this episode, I do have a round of blind rankings for you, but oh, we're going to go goodness. in the style of what we're talking about today. Okay. So, I'm going to give you five games. I'm not going to tell you what rank they came out in, or what, I'm not going to tell you what the five are in advance, but you've got to rank them. Okay. All right, Wait, so... If- if you're not going to tell me what they are, how do I rank them? Because <laughs> you're going to have to give me the ranking that know what comes out next. Okay. So, we are going to go a little further back. Final Fantasy VII. No, because we know that'd be in the top <laughs> top five. We, we don't have JV here. No. <laughs> so, we're going to go with Hogwarts Legacy. Ooh. Um, 
would probably put it at five because it's good. And like I said, I, I definitely recommend it. It's fun. Um, so, but I'm going to put it at five just, just to be safe. Okay. We're going to go with The Witcher 3. Ooh. Two. Two. Okay. It's the, so we'll, we'll get into this next week. Like we can, I could talk a million years about Witcher and Witcher lore and all that, but I'm going to put it at a two because it is a solid open world RPG that has such depth and so much depth that you can get lost in it. All right. Next up is Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh. Probably put that at four. Okay. I liked it. It was it was a great story. Um, great gameplay. Um, liked it a lot. So put that at a four. All right. We've got three and one left. We're going to go with Minecraft. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I never got into Minecraft, so I guess I got to put it at three now. But all right. it was not my thing. So what's one? So number one, which we all knew was probably going to be number one out of this ranking, was Fallout 4. Okay. Um, I mean... Does it beat Witcher? I could interchange the two, um, but I really do like Fallout 4, and I really do like Witcher. See, I was was not going to throw Elder Scrolls in there, because we know... Oh, Elder Scrolls would have cleaned the clock. (laughs) Like, that is the best game ever, but (laughs) I never got into Minecraft. I'll be perfectly... (laughs) Garth, I'm going to be Frank. Okay? (laughs) Can I still be Garth? (laughs) All right, Wayne. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, that wraps up another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Yes. This week we discussed open world RPG games, and yes. we want to thank our sponsor, LonelyLevelUpGirls.net. LonelyLevelUpGirls.net. When, when you need to grind. <laughs> and you're alone. <laughs> Use promo code up, up, down, down, left, left, right, right, A, B, A, B, start, stop. <laughs> start select isn't it yeah select yeah <laughs> but good good on you like remembering the konami code <laughs> if, if, would i be a true video game person if i didn't know the konami i think code? it's just more like for me i it's more just in my muscle memory oh yeah oh yeah oh contra oh yes contra that was oh. great <laughs> all right folks well make sure you find us on any social media platform we're yes. at geek drink pod yep give us a comment leave us a review you know the more reviews we get the higher in the algorithm we are the more ear holes we plug um you know make sure you you comment tweet twoop anything when you, you want say to ear holes about. being plugged is it earbuds earbuds <laughs> or, item. or is it more like earbuds. your wife and my girlfriend just putting like i don't want to hear them anymore <laughs> my wife listens oh that's good my, what she knows something about. My girlfriend does not. That's okay. I, I just still tell like her, her to like and share and all that. But all right. And for those of you who don't haven't seen us on online lately, we do have an updated logo, courtesy of JV. Yes, JV's awesome. So we love ourselves some JV. Yes, yes. And JV, if you're listening. Leave a comment on the episode. Yeah. If you don't leave a comment, it means you're not listening, and we will find you. We, we know where you live. Well, I do. <laughs> I, I, I think I know where he Okay. I know where you approximately. work. Approximately. <laughs> I know where you work. I do know where he works, but 
But yeah, uh, thank you, JV. By the way, like uh, you, you do great work around here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Make sure you uh, tell a friend who likes video games about our podcast. Yeah, or tell a friend who doesn't like video games. About we get tons of other episodes about not get video games. Yeah, just t- tell a friend to listen. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you, folks. You guys have a great Geek Week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. This has been another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. All content, copyright, Geek Drink Pod 2023.